0: Hello everybody. Welcome to the Big Planet Comics Podcast. This is episode one hundred and fifty seven. Well, that's a lot of episodes. Good lord. So many Um I've been here for all of them. <laughs> that's true. Jared's been here for one hundred and fifty six of them. No. I might have missed two. Oh or yeah, three. I might have missed one or two. I missed one actually. I'm that's true. Lazy. I missed one last year. Oh, you did. I did. Yeah, I that was missed, the episode one.
1: where we discovered that Nick was improbably the one holding us all together because oh. it went totally <laughs> that off that the was rails. A bad one,
0: yeah. <laughs> a little
2: rough on the edges.
0: Uh, so yeah, I'm Nick. I'm Kelly. <laughs> I'm Jared. <laughs> yep, and we're here to talk about the uh, stuff. Comics, comics mostly. Comic um, books, <laughs> graphic movies, novels, TV shows, uh, entertainments, uh, uh, comprehensiveness. Yeah, once again, I didn't really do anything interesting, um, but I did watch some more stuff. What you watch? I watched Cop Car. What is that? Which is uh, I forget what the director's is it name about is. A haunted cop car that kills the, people. It's the guy who's directing the new Spider-Man movie. His his movie, but it was like one of these unproduced screenplays that that finally got made, and it's about these two like foul-mouthed eleven-year-olds who are running away from home, and they're running through the or they're walking through the woods, and they come across a cop car, and a kind of learn how to drive it by messing with it uh-huh. and like slowly steal it <laughs> and they start driving it away and they're driving down the highway uh but it turns out that the car belonged to the sheriff who's kevin bacon <laughs> and uh Sold. kevin bacon uh is in the woods burying a body um and there's another body that's in the trunk so the, ki- the kids have taken the car like while he's burying the first body and they have the second body in the trunk.
1: This guy doesn't sound like a very nice person. No.
0: Uh, he's <laughs> in a cocaine deal. There's a scene where he's he's uh, flushing a lot of cocaine down the toilet. Um, he starts going crazy, and he's trying to kill these kids or get his car back. Um, meanwhile, some crazy stuff happens with the person in the trunk who's still alive. Nice. And a lot of people die. What a twist. Um, and I don't know. It's like really kind of darkly funny, but also like... I don't know. It's like a Cohen Brothers movie, kind of. It's, yeah, it's awesome. dark, dark humor, but it's really, really good. Definitely watch it. Cop car. It's on. Uh, it's not on Netflix, but it's on like. Uh, it's on D V You get a red box and the digital download or whatever. It's great. Cool. What'd you guys do? <laughs>
2: Anybody you guys watch anything? Uh, More TV shows? I I did watch some stuff.
1: Uh, Yeah. What did you watch?
2: Uh, I saw, for some good contrast, I saw an old Buster Keaton film, a silent film. Which one? Uh, Seven Chances. I haven't seen it. Yeah. It was uh, off streaming for free. And so it's basically, he's a failing lawyer who gets in a will from a great uncle or something, $7 million if he marries someone by 7 o'clock that night. (laughs) And it's just like a series of madcap things Uh, where he tries to propose to the girl he likes and it utterly fails. And so then it's just like, we just need you to marry anyone and just hijinks after hijinks. Some very slightly uncomfortable with modern sensibilities and (laughs) being like, oh gosh, I can't believe they did this. Um, But then it turns into like, basically he angers every woman in town who somehow thinks that he's going to marry them. And so he is chased by the largest collection of extras I've ever seen all (laughs) in like formal bridal attire. Nice. So there's literally... Three or four hundred women in bride's gowns chasing him through town, across awesome. the city, through the countryside, down the side of a mountain in, like, Jackie Chan level like, <laughs> craziness. And Buster it's, Keaton level, man. Yeah, He's exactly. the original. That's he the thing. Like I've, I've only seen a few of them. So seeing this, I'm like, oh, my God. Jackie Chan was just, like, so inspired by this. It was yeah. amazing.
1: No, there's a lot of Buster Keaton stuff on Netflix. Like yeah. It's fantastic. Well, the it's one, really... only
2: one I've really seen is The General, uh, which I want to watch again because that's the one with the train in the Civil War. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, this was amazing. Uh, and then to contrast that, I saw Sicario, the new. Oh, did you see
0: it? it was good. Emily
2: Blunt, drug enforcement on the front lines of Mexico. Uh, it was one of the most intense, appalling <laughs> films yeah. I've ever seen. Uh, Benicio del Toro's in it. He's totally- it's in Juarez,
0: right? Yeah. There's a documentary. Oh, um, really? What is it called? But it's about like uh, the two cities, Juarez and whatever's on the other side, El Paso. El Paso. Yeah, and the different stuff. And it's about like the narco corrido singers. Oh
2: yeah, man! Oh, that's right. I heard about that one. It's yeah.
0: crazy. It's very good.
2: But yeah, uh, it 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 kind of has some bits that aren't great, but it's also like one of the most intense soundtracks. It's just like constantly horribleness and then just silence, yeah. and then the horribleness happens again, and the, s- the sounds come in. It was really, really tense. Really, really good. I want
0: to watch it. Yeah.
1: Uh, I saw The Martian. No,
2: don't tell me uh, how to see
0: it this weekend. It was
1: great. Oh, I, I, I won't wait. tell you anything more than that. But, uh, um, so excited. Other than that, I've been listening to the Hamilton soundtrack non-stop.
2: <laughs> you should explain that. Hamilton I is a, a
1: Broadway musical. Um, it uh, went from like previews to actual Broadway just a c- couple months ago. Uh, it is about the life of Alexander Hamilton. It is written, composed, and stars uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who... Um, has won a Tony's for previous stuff, but he just won the MacArthur... He was an honoree of the MacArthur Genius Grant. Nice. Um, so he's a talented dude, and this is a hip-hop musical about Alexander Hamilton. Um uh, the, awesome. the album is produced by Questlove. Like, it's <laughs> incredible. Incredible. Uh, so, yeah, that's... It was one of those things where I put off listening to it because I was like, maybe I'll get to the show, and then right. I realized that probably wasn't going to happen, and so now I I mm-hmm. live inside yeah. this music. <laughs> so sad. So yeah, it sounds good. It is so good. I can't even. <laughs> it's I so can't good. Can't even. Yeah. So yeah, I highly yeah. recommend it. It's just a <laughs> great like they actually had it up on NPR streaming oh, yeah. for free. Like it did, it made that jump. Nice. Um. So
0: if anybody wants to get Kelly a Christmas present, tickets to this. Yeah. You got two
1: hundred, three hundred dollars <laughs> uh, lying around. Really good friends of Kelly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, that's all we've been up to. Let's see what some comics people have been up to and do some news.
1: Yeah.
2: This Man. just in. I want to watch more Buster Keaton. Jared loves Buster Keaton. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. You're
0: only, what, 70 years late? <laughs> I don't know. They were silent, 80 years late? 90, years, 90 late. Yeah, years late? 90 years late. Yeah, you're very late. Hey, to the I, Buster, I hear this guy's got talent. The Buster check him out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't so wait for his new movie. Go in places. Uh, this is just CGI Buster Keaton over Jackie Chan. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> hey, um, tell us some news. But yeah, so we got some news. First up, Marvel announced that Mark Wade and Chris Samney are doing a new book, and not it's um, Black
1: Widow. Not only that, it's the entire Daredevil team. Yeah, oh. everybody who was working on Daredevil is yep. now working on Black Isn't Widow. It Matt
0: Hollingsworth. Right? So
2: their Daredevil is wrapped because they got yes. from the one we did last week. They yeah. got new team on
0: Daredevil. Yeah. Oh well. So left
1: good. him in the yeah. west coast. Yeah, left him in the west good. coast. But now he's in New York. <laughs> yep.
0: Like you do. Uh but yeah, um Black Widow. Black Widow, it's exciting.
1: Yeah, somebody pointed out that this is um maybe a good sign for potential Black Widow film options because yeah. this is one of Marvel's like A-list teams.
0: Right. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. Um
1: so yeah. yeah, that's I don't I mean, I, mean, I would love if yeah. that were the case, but yeah. She's
0: been in a lot of Yeah. A lot of movies at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron. She was in Iron Man, Captain America of two, and maybe fishing three. I can't remember. No, she's maybe in Guardians of the Galaxy. No, she wasn't. Great. Ah, dude, she, she was an Ant Man. No, she wasn't same. an Ant Man. But yeah, she's in. She's all around. Uh, maybe she's undercover. I would love to see a Black Widow movie. Maybe yeah, a Black Widow Hawkeye movie. That'd be cool because I want I Hawkeye to get a movie, in, but I don't know if they would both get like their own movie. Yeah, that's
2: true. But too many characters. Either way,
1: no, I want her. You want know, her? And um, also, this uh, is a two-point thing. Yeah,
0: another series announced by Marvel this week was Power Man and Iron Fist by Shaft writer David Walker. We really like Shaft, remember that? That comic was great. Um, and a Runaways artist, Sanford Green. Nope, he drew choice. the Runaways, the recent one, for uh, Secret, Secret uh Secret Wars. Wars. Secret Wars, I forgot about it already. We got you, we got you. Um, yeah, so it looks great. I'm excited. Uh, I was waiting for it. I was like, why isn't there some kind of Luke Cage-related book since the show is coming <laughs> right. out pretty soon, but... Is there it, it is. Um, I'm waiting, so waiting for a new alias. though. So <laughs> that would be great.
1: Oh, well, they just announced. Well, I mean, this isn't going to affect us, but uh, Bendis posted online that they did a uh, the old alias team did a single issue for just digital download. Oh, cool. um, huh. That's in the like, TV, TV con- universe yeah. con- connecting Weird. Daredevil to Jessica Jones cool. to uh, Luke Cage. Hmm. So that's Sweet. somewhere hmm. online.
0: I uh, will have to find it. Yes. Uh, this is some great news. Uh, DC is talking to HBO about a Watchmen TV series no, <laughs> on the no,
1: no, no. cutting edge. Most of... importantly,
2: <laughs> who's g- wasn't it
1: Snyder or somebody? Zack Snyder. Oh my god. It's I gonna... mean, he's there. No, I mean, everything is going to be Zack oh. Snyder because he's there. He's the guy who's running it. But what?
0: What? What? What would this even be about?
2: <laughs> Who knows? They got all that before Watchmen product to yeah, rip off now. Yes. Uh, uh. Yeah,
0: Continuing. To, to destroy watchman uh, <laughs> trying to good jab um i can't wait between that and all-star batman and robin from last time yeah uh it's gonna be a great great year for dc um next up dark horse made yes. an amazing announcement yes for years in the making yes they announced the mobius library uh they're gonna do big hardcovers of all of mobius's old stuff and that is super, super, super duper exciting. Super exciting because none of it's in print. Yeah, <laughs> most none of it. Like couple um, of them are. But.
2: So they did this for Manara, Milo Manara, a few years back, and it's like oversized, kind of like European sized hardcovers, yeah. which had like a huge chunk of his stuff, uh, like his major works, with a lot of like weird backup little stuff of like short Manara pieces from yeah. the early in his career you've never heard of, plus like you know researched articles about his career and stuff. So I imagine this is gonna be like the most amazing. like the Mobius stuff came out in the eighties from Marvel's yeah. epic line It's like big fancy hardcovers too, but those were just printed in the story. So right. I think this will be like one of the most deluxe fantastic books. Unfortunately it means they'll probably be fifty or sixty. I feel like a lot of these
0: maybe haven't even been printed in the US yet. Um eventually. <laughs> if they get that his, far.
2: Most of his old sci fi stuff that like the Edina and uh Arzak stuff did come out Back in the eighties or nineties, but then like later stuff. But since then, yeah. He, so he did the whole Blueberry series, which is like one of the greatest action adventure right. westerns of all time in any medium. Uh, and then when the original art, uh, writer Charlier passed on, Mobius just said, "Cool, I'll just start writing them." And so they became all these trippy Mobius like western adventures. That's awesome. None of those have ever been in English.
0: Yeah. So who knows? I I, think, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of stuff in the later years that yeah. never got
2: published. So here. I'm very curious how many of these are going to be because I think the Manara had like six of mm-hmm. them.
0: I think we're all going to buy all of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think we we should probably order a 1,000 copies. We should. And just stockpile them because they're eventually <laughs> going to go, go out of print. print. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. We'll be millionaires. Yeah,
0: we'll just have them forever. Um, yeah.
2: We're changing our name to the Mobius Planet Comics. <laughs> Mobius Planet Comics.
1: Extreme niche bookstore. <laughs> yeah, only Mobius
2: libraries. <laughs> did, you, did you hear there's a Japanese bookstore that their thing is every week they sell one book and they have nothing else in the bookstore? How big is it? It's like you know about the size of one of our stores. Oh, really? Yeah, you go it's on like
0: a stand. Nope. Yep. So every shelf just has that book. Yep. Wow, but they have crazy. like
2: you know talks and like art sayings and stuff. Yeah, that's it's pretty just curated.
1: like highly curated. It, exactly it. curated. it is the most curated thing, yeah. thing you and can so they'll imagine. Be, they'll
2: tell you about all the book and why it's so great. And yeah. I think <laughs> kind of awesome. Awesome. So yeah, we may be very Mobius focused in the next few years.
0: Yes, I can't wait.
2: Um, so right. Wait, wait, wait. What some people may not know who Mobius is. Jean
1: oh. Giraud. Well, those people. Oh man,
2: listen to that. What <laughs> Where she are said. they? Uh, he's a French guy. Was French he artist is no longer with French, us, but he's no longer with us in this realm.
1: He's dead, but he's still French.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's true. He's still <laughs>
0: French. Okay. You don't be, not be. You're not French after you die. It's <laughs> true.
2: Uh, but yeah, in the seventies, he was one of the co-founders of the Metal Hurlant, which became the heavy metal magazine. Uh, which, unlike the schlockiness it became in the 80s and 90s, was a cutting-edge uh, sci-fi comics magazine in France.
1: Maybe going back to that, under...
2: Oh, man. Under Grant Morrison. Under Morrison. Morrison. That's true. So we'll see. Oh, man. There's so many good things happening. Uh, but yeah, so he did a lot of work on the failed Dune project with Joe Jodorowsky yep. and then worked on what? Aliens? Alien. Alien. What else did he work on? Uh, did all sorts of stuff. We did that Element, S- Silver Surfer comics. Silver Surfer with Stan Lee. When yeah. did
1: you do the Inkall? What was that?
2: Oh, man, that was... That's
1: about the only thing that's still in print.
2: Yeah, and that's because it's with a different writer, so yeah. it's not his wife's copyright on it. Um, but I don't know. He's one of the most visionary guys. Like Everyone in the 80s who did comics read his stuff and kind of yeah. blew their minds, and then it all went out of print. So I think this is going to shake up a lot of people when they see it. He's one of the best artists. You're going to,
1: honestly, if you've never seen Mobius's work, if you look it up, you will find that everything you have seen has been inspired. A great deal that you've seen has been inspired by him.
2: And there's also a cool article. He did something like 17 or 27 tips for an artist. Yeah. That he did like, you know, stuff Just some very interesting takes on how to do good art and stuff. And some people have taken that and made it to a web uh, article with like pictures from his art to illustrate the points, which makes it even more awesome. So,
0: Google Mobius. That's it for the Mobius minute. You will find yeah, uh, out the Mobius. <laughs> Come back next minutes. week. We'll talk a little more about <laughs> Mobius's I got more. M- in the nineteen eighty three to eighty five era. Got it. Um, yeah. Uh, that's all the news. Let's do some questions. We have some questions. Whoa. All right. We have one question, slash comment, slash feedback from Tim. Tim, hey, Tim says, Hey podcasters. Hey Tim. Hey, Tim, how's it going? Uh, listening to 155 currently, wanted to share my superhero swap and ask another question. I was the guy asking about Gambit and Brian Kavan a few months ago. Uh, hopefully, we answered that question. I think we, we did. did. Um, said, My swap would be to have Tony Stark become the Green Lantern. He said, Yes, I realize it's crossing Marvel and DC. I think it would be great to see that he's a good dude deep down and also he's so freaking smart that I would want to see what he imagines and has the ring make for him to use.
2: That's kind of true that we you haven't kind of seen unique. like any super inventor types. Yeah. Being I like, guess it would be another amalgam. That would be super Oh boy. Wouldn't <laughs> that be terrible? But it would be kind <laughs> no, of interesting some of those to good. see like uh that kind of super genius take on right. Green Lantern cuz we've seen like an artist and we've right. seen like a test pilot. So like kind of that Like side a genius of inventor would be pretty crazy. Someone yeah. just be like I'm going to make anything. Yeah. Here we go. Man, that would he would really
0: just cool. make green armor. That's true. Probably. <laughs> a green
2: spaceship. Yeah. A green Ugh. spaceship. Uh, <laughs> he'd make a really cool green fist. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh. So, um, it says, my question is, have you read any of the follow-up books to Empire? Which is the Mark Wade book, right? Yep. From the 90s. Um, and are they worth are the reading? I love the first one, and I'm hoping the sequels are just as good.
2: So, the new one's called Empire Uprising. 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 Yep. Which is... Four or five issues have come out so far. And it's going to keep going for a little while. Yeah. Um, I only read the first one. The first issue, that is. And it was good. Uh, It's set like 10 years. So basically, the Empire's idea is that a Doctor Doom type villain, super villain in a suit of armor actually conquers the world. Yeah. And it's like, what happens after that? And in this case, it's mainly all of his henchmen and lieutenants uh all start backstabbing each other and fighting for power in the new evil order yeah uh and the twist is that he has a daughter who he's trying to raise even though he's always walking around in a giant suit of armor yeah uh and of course she's as messed up as her dad and had some really interesting stuff going yeah, on yeah i mean but. if you
0: like the first one it's still mark wade and yep. still um oh man who draws that book barry kitson right yes yes oh, i got it i got it uh, but yeah, you're a genius. You like it. <laughs> <laughs> super genius. It t- took a lot of effort. You do have um, a lot of names in your head. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. Uh, so yeah. Uh, lastly, he says thanks for the awesome podcast. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh I get so many great comic recommendations from you. It's hard to keep up. My Amazon wish list is currently seven trade paperbacks and a Gambit T-shirt. Nice, good old Gambit. You should probably buy that. <laughs> so you be ready for the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you like Gambit. You'll uh, probably like this. Oh, who wrote that? Oh man! Uh, now my names <laughs> Your are joke now. is hilarious. Steve Gross oh, yeah. drew one in the nineties. It's actually pretty good. Oh, I Gambit think it was, I feel like it was written by like really? somebody terrible too, know, like well. Scott Lobdell um, But the Usually, but art is amazing and it's it's fun. Um, yeah, Gambit's gonna have a big year next year. That's true. Gambit yeah. movie coming out. Is it next year? Two years? I don't know.
2: I There's I don't so know. many movies we'll predicted see. in the future now. I can't keep <laughs>
0: track. Yeah. So thanks for the question, Tim. Yep. If you have any questions, you can send them to us at uh Big Planet Comics on Twitter. Uh podcast at bigplanetcomics.com. Uh where else? Tumblr, else. Facebook. Tumblr, Facebook.
1: In our faces. We're yeah. around. Yeah, and not just questions. If you've got feedback like this, we love to get the feedback, even if it's a little outdated. Um if you're like, you know, ten episodes are behind or whatever, we don't care. We want to hear your thoughts, yeah. man.
2: Tell Whenever you hear thing. this, immediately get in touch with us. Yeah, if you're listening to this episode four years from now. You should let us know what's
0: going on. <laughs> for
1: Particularly if you have thoughts about Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's all Kelly wants to know. That's all I want to know.
0: All right. Let's do some reviews. We love comics. They're swell. Except when they're written by Scott Lovedale. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right. First up today, we have Amazing Spider-Man number 1 by Dan Slott uh, and Giuseppe Comicoli with a bunch of backup stories from the different... Uh, Spider-book writers and artists. Kind
2: of like they did for the Avengers number zero and the all-new Marvel Point thing.
0: So, yeah, the the main story in this is uh, about uh, Spider-Man, who is now a billionaire.
1: And this is Peter Parker. Well, he's not
0: a billionaire, but his company is very successful. Uh, Yeah, this is the Peter Parker Spider-Man, not to be confused with all the other Spider-Mans that are running around. Uh, But, yeah, he's very successful, and he's kind of trying to... Save the world by I don't know, giving people free stuff. <laughs> he get, he made a really cheap device that gives internet to everybody no matter where they are, um, and now he's kind of his uh, going around the world, kind of fighting villains and promoting his products. And I don't know, it's interesting. I I thought it was a really cool different take on uh, Spider-Man and a natural progression from what's been happening to him.
2: Yeah, the the kind of genius scientist of Peter Parker is often ignored or just used as like as a plot yeah. forward or not like an actual logical thing so yeah in the beginning
0: of this he teams up with mockingbird to take down a member of the uh, zodiac who seem to be back trying to take him down
1: and this is in china where he's just oh, yeah the first up, one yeah yeah he's in new, shanghai a new uh building most importantly facility. the spider
0: mobile is back oh <laughs> yes mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it's awesome it drives up walls drives on uh underneath things and it he's learned to climbs. drive it yep <laughs> He learned to drive, uh and he learned to speak um Mandarin. Mandarin. <laughs> yep. That was amazing. Uh but yeah, I don't know. I like this, I like the supporting cast a lot. I, so how many of them it are felt new? big. Are they
2: all new? Uh
0: no. Only some of them. Oh man. Um, I'm so I far behind Spider Man. The the girl in Shanghai is new. Um she seems to be maybe a girlfriend, not sure. Um but yeah, and the the scientists uh in uh, in Shanghai are also new. But then you you see a lot of his old old friends like uh, from Horizon Labs when he was back there, and uh, he goes to a wedding where the uh, head of Horizon is getting married, and he gets attacked by the Zodiac again. Um, then all those people are from those days, like um, Sojani or oh, I think that's her name, right? Sojani, and then um,
1: it's got Anna Maria. Yeah, Anna well. Maria is in it. Um, yep.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's really fun, and it feels really big. It feels yeah. like. It, it they they nailed the kind of feel of like a globe thing because he's in Shanghai one minute and then he's in you know San Francisco and I don't know Uh oh yeah another thing they introduced in this is to keep up appearances that you know Peter Parker is not Spider Man the Prowler is now also Spider Man sometimes like filling in for him in costume yeah, yeah so so they can be seen at the same time and uh I don't know I, I really like this and I thought I it was really fun there's a really cool twist at the end which is great and uh um, Giuseppe Comincoli has been one of my favorite artist for a while like especially like spider-man wise he did like the goblin war storyline and stuff but uh this is one of the best things he's ever drawn. his spider mobile is great yeah (laughs) yeah and the backup stories are all pretty fun um and they all kind of eventually tie together at the very end um yeah i guess that's all i'll say about that there's definitely a twist involving secret wars i guess maybe maybe we'll see um but yeah that was amazing spider-man number one it was uh great it was amazing was really good. Um what do we have next up? Next up we have Code Babushka, uh The Conclave of Death number 1, uh by Anthony Johnston and Shari Chenkama. Hopefully that's right. Maybe not.
1: Yeah. So this is this new image book about a um Russian spy, I guess, except she was
0: She's like a Russian criminal.
1: Yeah, she was like the head of a mafia family and then she like basically pisses off all the other mafia families and she's granted asylum in the U S and this like super secret spy agency comes to her and it's like, yeah, so and you know you need to help us out or we will just basically throw you back to the sharks in Russia. Um, So it's just sort of this stylish spy type thing. It jumps around a little bit between, you know, her on missions and, um, the background of her being recruited. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It had an interesting feel to it. It's a weird to mix. It, it yeah. is. It's, an, it's a mix of things. Um, I feel bad that it came out the same week as like every other book yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it got lost a little bit. Um,
0: but the art's really good. Yeah, the art's um, really
1: good and it's interesting looking. Yeah. So she's got pink hair, which is kind of rad. <laughs> yep, yep.
0: And uh, she has the little um, Matryoshka symbol. Uh, on everything. Yeah. She's like the little Russian dolls. Um, uh, she has a hang glider with it on. It's pretty great. I don't know. I like that. Those little touches. Always, yeah. And always, uh, uh, she's
2: a contessa. I so yes, that's true. flashbacks,
0: a- I'm sure. <laughs> so, yeah, that was Codename Babushka number one. Um, next up, we have Contest of Champions number one by Al Ewing and Paco Medina and Thomas LeBrow. Laboro. Laboro. Johnny. Sounds right.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, so, first, I've never read the original Contest of Champions. So, can, well, I basically vaguely know what it is, but Nick, do you want to give a bit uh,
0: It was just the collector getting a bunch of people to fight each other. Is uh, it the 80s? This one is based on a video game. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I kind of
2: missed that till the very end when they had yeah. a lot of ads for a video game. There's a video
0: game called Contest of Champions. It's like on a mobile devices. Oh, okay. I haven't played it because I have a flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but,
2: yeah, like the original one was in the 80s, right? Yeah. So but, like, a guy grabbed all the heroes from all over the place and made them fight. Uh, like every other so
0: yeah this one's very similar to that (laughs)
2: uh but yeah so this one has two stories in it and each one is just focusing on a different character getting grabbed up by a super powered person and sent to another weird place where they have to fight monsters and or other superheroes and supervillains because that's what we all want to read
1: it was a lot of fun it was surprisingly fun yeah art is pretty great i really like Paco
0: medina he was doing um nova yeah uh, recently and I, lo- I love Al Ewing. I liked Mighty Avengers a lot, and uh, he did Loki for a while, and mm-hmm. that was really good. Um, but yeah, the, I, the fun thing is that there's, like, different versions of characters from different dimensions. Right. Um, the one that they focus on in this is actually from the regular Marvel Universe. He was in... Uh, I forget what comic... I guess it was in a Punisher comic. He's called uh, the Outlaw. He's the British <laughs> Punisher, <laughs> which is amazing. And he's black. Oh, Yep. He's a black British he pu- Punisher.
1: brings attention to several times.
0: That's... Yeah. <laughs> um, He's a really funny way to get into this because you don't really know him that well, so y- you're kind of going along with him, like being introduced to this crazy stuff that's happening.
2: And when he actually actually gets into the contest, it's like I laughed out loud at some of the stuff that happens. Like, oh yeah, the, the people, Hydra Moon Boy, yeah, mm-hmm. totally amazing. There's a Hydra
0: version of Moon Boy and Devil Dinosaur, which is great. And which you've got amazing.
1: the super powered uh, Gamora.
0: Yeah, and it seems like the Iron Man from the current Marvel. Yeah, stuff, it's got the it?
1: new. Mm-hmm. He's got the new. Uh, armor
0: so yeah i don't know it's pretty fun i mean it's like yeah. kind of stupid like just yeah, the second one much is, characters fighting each other but it's well done and there's a lot of little kind of twists and stuff happening
2: yeah the second uh story in this is guillotine getting like kind of the background of guillotine and then of course it getting, shows a couple of other people getting pulled, getting pulled in yeah. Yeah. yeah that one i didn't find as interesting uh, i thought guillotine was a, a cool character but it seemed much less tied in because it's so focused on her backstory right um but yeah the first story is amazing like man, yeah i just
0: i just want more of that <laughs> Uh, sort of, sort of spoilers, spoilery for Secret Wars, I guess. Who <laughs> knows? Because <God, everything laughs> so they're on the remnants point. of like Battle World, right? Who knows? That's what they say in the beginning. It's know. called like the Battle Realm or something that like that. That doesn't mean anything. Well, said it's the remnants of, of, of Battleworld Uh, <laughs> um, we don't know. What, don't know what, that what does that mean? I don't know what that means. See, we don't know. Uh, yeah, so that was Contest of Champions number one. Uh, next up we have Saints number one by Sean Lewis and Benjamin Mackey. Um, this comic was super awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, first off, it's got this kind of weird, uh, very simple and clean art style and very um, dark colors.
2: Very muted palette. Yeah. Like kind of faded
0: yeah. on all the colors. Everything looks faded. Which but
1: makes certain scenes show up very interestingly. Yeah.
0: So uh, the basic story about this is there's um, a few characters that are kind of like seem to be re- reincarnations of certain saints. Um and the main one that we're introducing at the beginning is uh oh man what is his name again blaze ramirez blaze ramirez Blaise monster blaze uh, monster, monster blaze <laughs> yeah. um who can heal people with his hands um mostly he just follows around this like metal band um and and helps them out when they're sick um and uh yeah he's he has these visions uh, of other people and uh he starts meeting up with them one of them shows up well, at his show
2: most importantly the visions are like gold colored like full of like iconographic representations of people and himself yeah. like from yeah,
1: it's tons and tons of if you've if you've done any uh western art history yeah. it's it's all just the same sort of um symbols and icons that you see over and over and over again, it's all in gold, um I thought it was really interesting the way they used certain things. And it's just the way it's all laid out. It's very Byzantine. Yeah, Uh, Um, yeah, there you go.
0: And they all kind of have these kind of like, yeah, saintly powers. Uh, One's a healer, one can... Uh, is a martyr? I don't know what that means. <laughs> but he can shoot arrows out of uh himself.
1: <laughs> and I mean, the, sh- the arrows that are shooting out of him. Then, yeah, like, they're magical arrows. Uh, yeah, I love how this whole thing starts like this guy, Blaze, like he has this dream and he's like, I had this dream and it was weird. And then this guy shows up at his show and he was like, I had this dream and I like, I believe it and I found you. <laughs> like yeah, he yeah. just like doesn't even, he's like, Blaze is just like, what a weird dream. And this guy is like, no, I had to find you.
0: <laughs> yeah. And they go find the third person who's uh, Lucy who works at a supermarket. <laughs> (laughs)
1: she's adorable she won't curse yeah she won't
0: curse (laughs) she says you know stuff like F this or you know (laughs) while everybody else is cursing around her um
1: there's so i love their their interactions with her so much she's like you come into the store and you stare at me and he's like i think i have a crush on you (laughs) she's (laughs) like what does that mean i love it it was really sweet yeah so it was really
0: fun and uh Uh,
2: but then the last four pages get really dark yeah really quickly it goes
1: off the rails
0: yeah so i i'm sure well you kind of i guess i guess you get introduced to what maybe is the villain right but that seems to be killing all the saints the
2: tone was so different on it it's very different yeah I think I'm going to like this quite a bit, but just be prepared that that's a a bit of a tonal shift. Yes. Yeah, but it's kind still of awesome.
0: earlier. Uh, yeah. That was Saints number one. Definitely check it out. It's a crowded week of number ones, but that's what they do. Definitely check it out. Uh, next up, we have Invincible Iron Man number one by Brian Michael Bendis. I don't know who that guy is. And David Marquez, who drew uh, Ultimate Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, so this is yeah, the 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 team that was doing yeah, the last the team Miles book. Yeah. yeah. And this is the first time Bendis has written Iron Man, which is Yeah, pretty... besides like I guess Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, this is really, really good. Um it feels like
0: It feels like the movie Tony Stark.
1: Yes. <laughs> it does. It definitely does. And there's a I mean, he is accompanied by the AI who was introduced in um Age of Ultron. So there's a right. you know definite tie to right. the movie so yeah there's um this is just a new tony stark it starts with him basically developing a new suit
0: the ultimate armor the ultimate armor it yeah. could turn into all the other armors yeah, exactly. and kind of change colors and different you know because he had like underwater armor and all that but this can kind of do everything
1: yeah so it starts well that's not true it starts with madam mask oh yes which is <laughs> incredible yeah so that's going to be awesome um yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's not, it's not a new story. It's Tony Stark making a new armor and then wooing a woman and it's just the way it's told is very yeah. clever and very yeah. slick and it feels very fresh, and, you know, in an interesting way. Yeah, it's
0: very sleek. Like, David Marquez's art is incredible in it this. So, yeah. It's <laughs> so
1: good. And there's some, like, there are funny visual gags yeah. that, um, like, don't, you know, jump, off the page and hit you but they're still really really effective
0: and i like this, the new armor is very sleek and it, yeah modern feeling but
2: yeah he does so many amazing backgrounds like he does one in japan he does one in a different place I, oh my gosh just yeah. everything new york city and just like the characters are all look so good and like so like the characterization
0: of tony is, so well. is yeah.
1: great yeah. too kevin kept saying that this felt like a comic with high production values and yeah. that's very true it feels <laughs> like this is a movie yeah um so yeah, this was really good. I was not expecting to be particularly bowled over by right. a new an Iron Man book. Yeah, I been haven't so many Iron Man There have been restarts. so many and I wasn't, you know, into any of them. I really, really loved this. I'm yeah, excited to see where this goes. I think Marvel
0: was finally like, Well, Iron Man's the character that most people know now. That's true. So let's make him like our biggest best character and kind of put the best people we can on it and yeah, there's a crazy twist at the end of the this. Twist! I'm so excited. Yeah, that Jared so, seems to think maybe spoils C- Secret Wars, but I don't know. I, don't I have know. no idea. We don't know. Either. We don't know anything.
1: You don't. I mean, it's hard to tell what that even means. But if you're avoiding all Secret War spoilers, there's maybe a Secret War spoiler. You should still do maybe. This. Yeah, I don't know.
0: you can read all this stuff and yeah, still like Secret Wars. Um, These two Secret Wars is, this week was really good too. By the way, Um it was. Yeah, that was Invincible Iron Man one. Next up, we have Chainmail Bikini. Anthology of Women Gainer uh, Gamers Gainers Gamers by uh, It's edited by Hazel Nulivant and it's got a million other people on it. I won't list them, 40 but or 50 we'll put them online. Players, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this yeah. was
1: a highly highly successful Kickstarter. Yeah, and you can tell it's a beautiful book.
2: Uh, but yeah, uh, Hazel's whole point was that she just wanted to put together a great group of female artists about like how they game and like what the importance of games is. And I mean, just from the title, like Chainmail Bikini is basically what Red Sonia is classically drawn in. And it's the most ridiculous, like sexist looking and most inappropriate right. fantasy thing ever. And yet that's kind of been the purview of games for so long. Uh, and the thing that's amazing about this is most of the stories are between four and eight pages is the sheer variety of subject matter for something with such a broad, just like games. It's yeah. not even just video games. Right. Like it's just right. any kind of game. That's yeah. what blew my There's mind. There's some people
0: playing Magic.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: there's playing magic. There's playing Dungeons and Dragons. There's
1: LARPing. There's there, yeah. Which is yeah. live action
2: thing where you like go out in the woods and like pretend to be the monsters or whatever with other people. There's storytelling, there's Pokemon. There's a few there's
0: stories about Nintendo DS, which I liked. Yep. <laughs> so I mean
1: if, if this was an anthology that set out to, you know, basically give a voice to women who gamed all their lives, that's absolutely what it does. And if you are one of those people who you know, doesn't think that women have a right to gaming. Like this, uh, absolutely disproves yeah. that.
2: It was, it was so amazing. Like, uh, yeah, just the variety astounded me. Like, you know, th- there's a variety of styles and how they tell the stories and what they're trying to tell. Um, and you know, like you get into certain anthologies themes you see a little bit of repetition sometimes and there's a little bit of this but then you'll turn the page and it'll be something like i had no idea that this kind of story would be out there or what an interesting game that i hadn't thought about or what an interesting gaming experience i hadn't thought about um it was amazing there there were definitely some standouts for me um what was the one i really liked uh maggie siegel barely sorry if i'm pronouncing your name very badly I uh, did a very interesting one about a live action role playing one uh and just kind of like it was started in Texas way back when and just kind of her problems with kind of the inherent sexism in a lot of cuz this is like people acting out a fantasy gaming environment for over like a weekend and just but would also involve like real combat where you use like padded weapons to like actually try to like fight <laughs> monsters and each other and just kind of how difficult it was and like what she learned from like other people helping her and like the kind of troubles she had from it, which was a very interesting perspective and story I'd never heard about. Cause I don't know much about that sort of thing. I thought that was a really cool one. Uh, I don't know what other ones do you like Kelly?
1: Um, I really liked um, Sarah Winifred Searle's, story delicious escapism which is about play by post role playing which is Oh yeah
2: another uh, one I didn't never knew much about
1: which is interesting to for me because um when I was in college my friend actually just started like a little forum for a bunch of us to basically do this just oh, really? like and I didn't know that this was a thing that existed anywhere else and it turns out that there were you know there were sites that were devoted to this and in her story she talks a lot about you know that it was a place that she loved, but she recognized that there were problematic people there and that she right. couldn't even recommend it as a safe space to other oh, people, yeah. I read that. which that is really yeah. important to yeah. look at. But she also talks about the people who she met on this site who have been her friends like for her whole life, which I think is huge, particularly, you know, in the Internet age when that is becoming increasingly common. Um, I really liked also Here Comes a New Challenger by Kanoko Evans. which Oh, is, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, which was about her, like, getting into fighting arcade games as a kid. Like Street Fighter and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and getting so good that, like, literally nobody could beat her. And that when she got older, she ended up signing up to basically learn to do kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that
2: blew me, I mean, that's the kind of interesting thing of, like, how one thing leads you into another. But the thing that she's like, no, Virtue of Fighter actually is so well researched that that game has real kung fu moves yeah. and she's like I've learned a little more of kung fu by playing virtue I was like this is amazing yeah <laughs> so stuff like that um
1: and it's and those two stories just alone are totally different in style and the way they look and the way they're told it's just it's a fantastic variety yeah it's um,
0: really good i really like the story um about <laughs> by uh, Megan Brennan it's just um, kind of about like it's, it's weird. This one's completely different because it's about Pikachu. Yep. And it's about Pikachus. Uh, but it's also kind of about her, it seems. The narration's kind of about her, but all the pictures are Pokemon stuff. But it's about her, like, th- thinking about, you know, ha- waking up in a simpler world and having a better, uh, trying new things. And it's just about her, like, you know, improving her life. Um, but it's, like, very simple and subtle, but the art's really cool and cute. Um and I like the idea of the narration being like about her life, but all the pictures just being about Pokemon, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> yeah. It's a good combination of the two things. I think
2: that there's just so much variety. Like there's one by uh, Laura Lannis where it's all about the, oh my God, uh, the Portal video game, mm-hmm. but it's uh, all yeah. about Gladys or GLaDOS. GLaDOS. Uh, so I actually didn't read this one because I haven't played Portal enough that I didn't want to be spoiled by it. But it's all about GLaDOS and like the background behind it, which I thought was amazing um what's another one i really like oh sarah stern did one um i don't know if this is a true story so that's a mix It's like these aren't all like researches or just like uh autobiographical ones this one might be but i'm not sure no some uh, of them were definitely just like fiction about based it. Yeah. on yeah and so this one is just about a bunch of dudes who play dungeons and dragons and so one of their friends brings over his cousin who's a girl who says that she'll be their dungeon master and they're all kind of like, oh, I don't know if we want to play with a girl. And she is just like the most ruthless person who's ever <laughs> taken them on adventure is just like murdering all their characters and throwing them into horrible traps. They're like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then it turns out that they had the best time they've ever had. Um, so yeah, it's just such a good variety of stuff in here. Um, the art styles are pretty good too in that there's a huge variety of those too. I mean, this is all black and white, but it goes from like some very like water, like the kind of black and white washed things to like some very nicely polished kind of anime style ones and i don't know it's all over the place um but this this book is way awesome
0: yeah um definitely check it out it's one of our highest recommendations yep um yeah that was chainmail bikini um that's it for the episode yep so 157 is over good job everyone go home everybody all right good night everybody bye